What's up, everyone? Welcome to another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Mexico City on Saturday. Brandon Moreno versus Brandon Roy Val, number two. 13 fights on the slate. It's going to be, I think, a fun, high-action card. We're up at 7,000-plus feet of elevation. Uh, it's going to bring some crazy times. So I think it's going to bring a lot of big scores. As usual, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and a match by like from this week's card. Uh, before I do, please subscribe to the channel, like the video, and why don't you give us a comment below. Again, give me a dog. I've been rolling with these, these dog questions. I like to see who you guys um, want to play. There's a lot of heavy underdogs this week, so that's what makes it challenging. If you can pick the correct one, um, who's going to win, you're going to have a big leg up on the field. We'll talk about at least one underdog on this card. Um, without further ado, let's get into my cash game play of the week, who's going to be Brandon Moreno at 8.8K. I like Brandon Moreno this week in the main event, main event favorite, minus 295 against Roy Val, 8.8K. Just a nice mix of money line safety at near minus 300 betting line, plus 135 to win inside the distance, 25 minutes to work with in the main event. And, I mean, he's already fought Brandon Roy Val. He beat Brandon Roy Val in the first round. It ended via injury, but Moreno had already taken him down twice on two attempts, was dominating with control, had Roy Val's back, was pounding him on the ground. Um, and, and, yeah, there was a shoulder, or I think a wrist or shoulder injury at the end there, but Roy Val just, since then, he's fought four times, and in two of those fights, he was also taken down eight times, like, he, his takedown defense is not good at 40%. His striking defense is not good at 45%. I think Moreno is better technically everywhere, especially as a wrestler and grappler. Moreno is very experienced. He's gone five rounds several times, and he's going to be the minute winner in this matchup. I, I do always think uh, Roy Val is opportunistic to, enough to catch him, and especially if the fight takes place on the feet. You never know. Roy Val could hurt Moreno, could turn the momentum late, but I think Moreno has an excellent floor-ceiling combination, a lot of grappling equity, some finishing equity, good safety in the money line, only 8.8K, which is kind of cheap on this card, so a really strong cash game option this week. All right, my tournament play of the week, I am going to give you a contrarian option here in Mateus Mendoza at 8.4K. He's only minus 125 to win over Jesus Aguilar. You look at his box score... Five points, 34 points. He's 0-2 in the UFC. He just got, his last fight was horrible against Nate Maness, in which he tried to take him down early. Maness stuffed those takedowns. And then Mendoza just kind of bailed out on leg lock attempts and got beaten up and knocked out in the first round. It was a horrible loss. And it definitely makes me concerned here, especially in an extended fight. I really don't trust Mendoza has the cardio. And that's partially why he's a near pick against Jesus Aguilar. But on the other hand, I think there's some overreaction here because Mendonca was minus 300 to beat Nate Maness, who, by the way, Nate Maness is 5'10 with a 72-inch reach. He's a really big dude for flyweight. And now Mendonca is fighting probably the smallest guy at flyweight in Jesus Aguilar, who's 5'4" four with a 62 inch reach way smaller and way less physical than Nate Maness who has a zero percent takedown defense rate and who lands 1.6 strikes per minute I mean I, I, I like this is like such a dramatic difference in 
opponent from Maness to Aguilar, yet Mendonca was minus 300 there, minus 125 here. And granted, I do think Aguilar is got the better cardio, more durability, and could win and finish Mendonca if the fight lasts 15 minutes. There's some, uh, you know, uh, uh, viability on Aguilar because of that, but you know, his first, his 17 second knockout win against Shannon Ross is not meaningful to me. Ross has no durability. Aguilar is not really much of a striker, never been a power threat. He's more of a grappler, a wrestling threat, but I think Mendoza is better there. I think Mendoza is a better grappler. I think Mendoza is more versatile as a striker, uh, potentially a better finisher on the ground as well. Plus 140 to win inside the distance at 8.4K. And I think he's going to get overlooked here in a range next to Manuel Torres, uh, Yair Rodriguez, and Jaime Barcelo. So a pure contrarian option, maybe boomer bust, may be somewhat dependent on early an early finish, but I think it's an interesting buyback spot, One I, a spot I like to be contrarian um, in tournaments this week. Next up, my salary play of the week, I'm going to go with Brian Ortega, 7.7K, the underdog in the co-main event, which, by the way, is also five rounds, so that's another very important matchup on the slate. He's plus 130 against Yair Rodriguez. And, you know, you can make a very good case for Yair Rodriguez being the more active fighter that's taking place in Mexico and, and Yair sort of being the better kickboxer, better at longer distances against Ortega, who doesn't have great striking or defense. Striking defense. I could see Yair just kind of running away with this fight at kicking range, maybe hurting Ortega over the uh, duration, but I think people, again, are probably overreacting to the first fight here, which ended via a shoulder injury in the first round. People are calling it a submission. It was not a submission. It was not extended in any way. It was not locked in in any way. It was a shoulder injury, and an injury that occurred when Brian Ortega had taken down Rodriguez and was on top of him. So that's where I think his biggest advantage is going to come, Ortega's, in grappling, especially from top position, where Rodriguez... Since then, it's continued to prove he's just not that great. He's coming off a loss to Volkanovski, which he was taken down seven times and gave up seven minutes of control in less than 15 minutes. So Brian Ortega has question marks in layoff, like health and mindset maybe, but he's still a better submission grappler than Yair. He's been wrestling a lot in his fights lately. I think he can have success on the ground and... Maybe, you know, maybe he gets outstruck, but Yair only has a 51% striking defense, and Yair's, like, never been the, the best minute winner on the feet. Ortega's very capable in the pocket. Bottom line, I'm going too much into the matchup here. Ortega's 7.7K in a five-round fight in which he should have grappling equity on a card where there's lots of heavy underdogs. I think Ortega has probably the best floor of any underdog on this slate. He has a strong ceiling. He's plus 180 to win inside the distance. We're getting a salary discount on him. We're potentially getting an ownership discount on him too. So if you want to play a year, that's fine. I think he can win this fight over, over the duration, but I definitely think Ortega can compete as well. I like his grappling upside better and the price is nice at 7.7k. And finally, my matchup of the week, I'm going with Raul Rosas Jr. versus Ricky Tercios. Rosas is 9K, Tercios 7.2K. Rosas minus 200, uh, sorry, minus 240 here. Tercios plus 200. I think Rosas, Rosas is only 19 years old, by the way. Um, 
Rosas is going to have success early in this fight. He's mostly been a grappling-dependent fighter. Tercios does not defend takedowns well. It's very likely that Rosas gets on top of Tercios early and potentially just submits him. The thing is, Tercios has shown great survivability. In fact, Tercios has, was taken down seven times by Kevin Natividad and six times by Brady Highstand in the UFC, and Tercios won both of those fights, which I think shows you, like, it's not just one takedown and it's over for Tercios. He can land takedowns himself. He can do reversals. He can scramble. He can win by submission. He can throw a lot of volume on the feet. And he probably has better cardio than Rosas too. So I am really concerned if Rosas doesn't get Tercios out there quickly. I think, and from a DraftKings perspective, I think Rosas is either going to have to land takedowns and just submit Tercios, land takedowns and control him and rinse and repeat for the majority of the fight, or Tercios is just going to take over and, and win this thing. I think Tercios is a live underdog at 7.2K, throws a ton of strikes on the ground, Um so I think he has considerable DraftKings upside for that reason, even if he doesn't win inside the distance. So I think both guys will score well in a win. Rosas will definitely get some ownership um, at 9K, but it's among my favorite fights on the slate and my matchup of the week. All right, guys, that's it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Best of luck out there. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you all soon. Peace.